We here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. In this church we build and we build on the Word. Amen. And you will see that we use a lot of scriptures. I've visited some churches. But um, yeah, we probably use more verses of scripture in the service than I've seen uh, anyone else do. And uh, that's because it's not about what we say, but it's about what God said. Amen. That is what lasts and that is what is true and that is what we build on. So we're looking at putting things the right way round. Putting things the right way round. And I don't know about you, but I've realized that I had some things messed up. I had some things wrong way round. I had some things where the, 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 the cart is in front of the horse. And um, what I'm trying to do is to show you through the Word that there's a better way to live if we get our mindset right. And I believe 3 John 2 that says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Your soul will only prosper if we get these things right, if we get these things straight, if we know who God is and we know that He's good and we know how He goes about things. But there's some critical things that we need to do, to do and it's even foundational in terms of salvation. So what is salvation? We need to know what changed at the cross, the resurrection, and the ascension. What changed at Pentecost? Because we can't just open the Bible and, uh, and read it and say, Thus saith the Lord, and go do it. Amen? There's some things in the Old Testament, please don't, do not do that. <laughs> you might get into jail for it. There's a, you can get into trouble. But Philippians 2 and verse 12 says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do for His good pleasure. And this is a verse we looked at last week. And what we said is we need to live inside out. We need to live inside out. We're invited to live from the inside out. The word says in Luke that the kingdom of God is in you. Amen. So where's the kingdom? Anyone remember from last week? That was the message. Okay. Just checking that you're awake. Where's the kingdom? The kingdom is in you. Now we're saying we need to work out our salvation. And a lot of people use this verse to say, work for your salvation. You see, if you're working for your salvation, the scripture says, work it out. So it's not the same thing, okay? Someone agree with me? Is it the same thing to work for it or to work it out? If you're working for it, it means you don't have it. If you're working it out, it means it's your source of... It's, it's the... Think about Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. We have Iron Man on Fridays. That's why I've changed the, moved away from the movie. Iron Man. He's got this, this power source and he lives from that. That is his source. He's not living to get the source. He's got the source. The word says work out your salvation. But a lot of Christians, we hope they're Christian, but they work for it. What I mean by we hope they are because if you don't have it, then you're not a Christian. Salvation is either you got it or you don't. Okay, ladies, moms, you weren't half pregnant, were you? You're either pregnant or you're not. You're either born again or you're not. You're either pregnant or you gave birth. There's no, there's no in between. You're either saved or you're not saved. Amen? You can't, you can't be half saved. That's religion. Okay, Ramadan is finished, so things have changed now again. You're either saved or you're not saved. This word says that you either have salvation or you don't. You're either working for it or you're working it out and if you work for it you'll never attain it 
The lie is, if you work for salvation, you can never get it, because the law makes nothing perfect. The law is not able to save you, the Word says. So works can never do it. Therefore, we're not working for it, we're working it out, because it's in us. Now, one thing that I want to share with you this morning, there's many things I want to share with you, obviously, like always, but should we still pray, Lord, according to your will, or Lord, let your will be done? Now, I know that's a loaded question, and that's why I picked Mother's Day to share it with you, because you're loving, and you love me, and you're going to listen throughout, and you're going, to be, uh, begin, you're going to be happy to look at it for yourself. But let's not answer that just yet. Should we still be praying, God's will be done? Now, I know I've prayed those prayers. I prayed those prayers when family members were sick and ill, and then you pray, God, please heal them, and Lord, if it is your will. So what you do there is you negate everything you just said. But what I realize, it's one thing to teach about not praying that or praying that, and that's not what I want to do today. What I want to ask you is, what is the will of God? Because if we can answer what the will of God is, then we know if this prayer is still applicable. Do you agree with that logic? So if we define the will of God, then we can determine whether the will of God has been fulfilled or not. And then if it hasn't, then we should still pray it. And if it has, then we don't. That's good. That's a hypothesis, I think, Chantal. Is that what you call it? You see, we've got some clever people in the room. So I'm setting out the experiment, and we're going to go on this journey, and we're going to see how it pans out. So Luke 11, Luke 11, we're going to look at verse 1, but seeing that we're speaking about prayer today, let's just pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you lead us, that you guide us, and that you show us the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. So Luke 11 verse 1 says, Now it came to pass, as he, Jesus, was praying in a certain place when he ceased, or when he stopped, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Now, at least they are a little now. They wait for him to finish. So they hear him pray, they wait for him to stop praying, and now they say, Lord, please teach us to pray, because John, the greatest prophet who ever lived, he taught his disciples how to pray, so Jesus... Please show us. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, that's going to be our focus. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Anyone ever heard that? called the Lord's Prayer. Okay. Who's praying? Jesus is praying. When is He praying? Before the cross. Okay, who's He teaching to pray? His disciples. You see, this is how you do Bible study. You need to rightly divide the word of truth. So you need to contextualize. You need to know where in the storyline of the Bible are we. And what He's teaching them is, is this is how you should pray when? Now which is then. Okay. So we looked at it in the Afrikaans service, and that got me going on this whole journey on this thing about forgiveness. So the word says, Lord, forgive us as we forgive others. That's the prayer. But in Ephesians 4, it says, forgive because you have been forgiven. I was like, okay, something is a bit different. What is different? Forgiveness is different because the cross was where forgiveness was manifested. So now you have been forgiven now you can forgive. 
Colossians 3 says a similar thing, where it says, forgive because you've been forgiven of so much. So you have no bargaining rights with God because you've got nothing to, to gain because you've gotten everything. You see, you can't negotiate with God because He's got nothing more to give. You're negotiating and you're working and you're trying. He's like, I don't know what you're doing because I literally have nothing more to give. I've forgiven you. I've taken away the sins of the world. I've loved on you. I've given you my son. He, if he hasn't given you the son, won't he freely give you? All things, the word says. So we're praying your will be done, and this is where we get it. But that's one sentence because it says, on earth as it is in heaven. So let the will of God be done where? On earth as it is where? In heaven. So where is the will of God in action? In heaven, in this instance. Okay? Some of you are frowning and saying, yes, I wish I didn't come today. <laughs> Hang in there. We're going to go through this together. So, firstly, Jesus' disciples hear him pray, so prayer is a good thing. I'm all for prayer. Amen? Paul teaches us to pray. He says, I pray more than you all. He says, I, I, I pray for you continuously. Prayer is communicating with God, which leads to increased intimacy in the relationship that we have with God. So prayer doesn't give you a relationship with God. Prayer gives you intimacy in the relationship that you already have with God. If I speak to Natasha, my wife, it doesn't mean we're married. I speak to her because we are married. But the more we speak, the more we spend time together, the better the marriage gets. Okay? It's not that it becomes married, now I need to speak. And that's the same with God. So I want to categorically state that prayer is a good thing, and I believe it's a very good thing. So, the disciples sees Jesus. They've seen John the Baptist and his disciples. They see him teach them to pray. And they want more fruitfulness. They want more of what Jesus has, I believe. So they say, Jesus, you pray a lot. Teach us how to pray. Now, what is the fruit that they see in his life? They see miracles. I believe they see consistency. I believe they see love in action. I believe they see mercy. I believe they see that he loves sinners that is compassionate, that is, that is soft, that is kind, that is intimate. But it comes from that time that he spends in prayer. Because what did he say? I only do what I see my father do. And I only say what I hear my father say. So prayer is not just speaking. You should also be listening sometimes in prayer. Once we've done with our shopping list, then, then listen a bit. So they say, Lord, teach us to pray. Now Matthew in Matthew 6, also gives us this account. And it says, After this manner, therefore pray you, verse 9, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. little different, but... Well, they say same, same, but different. The Word gives us these different accounts to, to, to give us the fullness, to color in the picture, to look at it from different angles. So, we looked at it last week. Where is the kingdom? The kingdom is inside. So now he's praying, let the kingdom come, but the kingdom is now inside. So has the kingdom come? Has Jesus' prayer been answered? Okay, partially. Let's be careful. Let's not say yes categorically. See, I'm more careful than you are. The kingdom has come. The kingdom is now where? It's now inside you. It's among you. It's between you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That starts off with our Father, where? 
Where is the Father? In heaven. Have you ever read Ephesians 2 verse 6? That says you are now seated in Christ where? In heaven. So yes, you can pray your Father in heaven, but you can just look next door because that's where you are. Because you are seated in Christ and where's Christ? Christ is at the right hand of the Father. Where, is, where are they? They're in heaven. So that's where we are. Our Father which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. So now the kingdom has come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in the heavens. So we looked at kingdom last week. We looked at forgiveness the week before. We want to look at the will of God today. Now, as Jesus taught his disciples, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So, what is the will of God? That's the question. And it's a, it's a, it's a global question. I want to say it's an eternal question. It is a very important question because what we do is, I want to be in God's will. Who wants to be in God's will? I want to be in God's will. Amen? That's a good thing to want to be in God's will. So we make it about where I work, where I live, who I speak to. I want to be in the will of God. I don't want to miss it. They say 70% of people in mental asylums in America are Christian. And I believe 70% at least is because they don't understand the will of God. Lord, what is your will? Should I go this way? Should I go that way? Lord, should I wear blue? Should I wear red? Lord, Lord where should I go? Lord, where should I go? Where should... You can see how you can very quickly just so I'm not showing you how to manage that because whenever someone speaks to us who needs to make a big decision, we never give you the answer. Even if I have a very strong prompting by the Spirit, what you should do, I won't tell you. Because you should hear for yourself. Because my job is not to hear what you should do. My job is to, to equip you to have a relationship with God. To become a sheep under the shepherd's leading because you know what? Maybe next time I'm not there. So I'd rather equip you to hear, I'll equip you to pray, I'll equip you to understand the will of God, and then go out and live in those decisions that you make. And you know what, we even have the word that says God makes all things work together for good. Romans 8.28. So, we should not get this cart before the horse. Luckily for us, there's another time where we see Jesus, prayer, and God's will coincide in Scripture. So the Lord's Prayer, Jesus is teaching on prayer and he's speaking about God's will. We have those three pillars. Do you see that? Now Jesus prays in the Garden of Gethsemane. This blew my mind. The Lord's Prayer, I'm going to say it. I wasn't planning on saying this. The Lord's Prayer was equipping the disciples to pray with Jesus before the cross. That's what it was. Lord, let your will be done. What did Jesus pray? Let this cup pass from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. What was Jesus' message? The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is about to break through. He came and he introduced to them, Father. Why did he do that? Because he said, I am son. Son of whom? Son of God. Because God is Father. And that's why they killed him. Our Father, which art in heaven. That's what He came to manifest. Hallowed be Thy name. Not the sacrifices. The name. The person. The Godhead. Forget about the systems. Forget about all of this. Worship Him in spirit and truth. Hallowed be Your name. Your will be done on earth. Why did Jesus come? Where did He come from? He came from heaven. Where did He come to? He came to earth. Why? To do the will of God. What is the will of God? 
Remember, that's the question. So, Matthew 26. Matthew 6, He teaches them to pray. Matthew 26, He invites them to pray. Verse 36 says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and He said to His disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And He took with Him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and He began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. You see, even Jesus struggled with depression in that moment. So there's keys for us what to do with that. And that's intimacy with God. That's the answer. He was distressed. He was depressed. He was sorrowful. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. The word watch there is, is, is pray with me, fight with me. Like, be a prayer warrior with me. How should we pray, Lord? Well, I've taught you to pray. So use it now. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's exactly what Jesus prays here. Not in that order necessarily, but he see, even says when he teaches them to pray, he says, don't just use vain repetitions. Don't pray recipes. Don't pray the same thing every day because you need to have relationship with God. So he prays and he's distressed and he sweats like blood, but he's praying according to how he's taught them. He says in verse 39, he went a little further, fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, Father, what did he teach them to pray? Speak to the Father. O oh, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from thee. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. You see, we take this and we did it on Easter and we know the will of God is for Jesus to, 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 to sanctify us. To reconcile us to God. That's the will of the Father. But then we go to the Lord's Prayer and we go to other places in the Word and then we, we make God's will something else. We make it, where should I live? Should I turn right? What car should I buy? We make it something temporary where God's will is eternal. God's will is lasting. And can I say that God's will has been fulfilled? You don't agree with me yet? We're going to go to Hebrews 10 and I'll show you. Now, what is the will of God? Because that's what Jesus is praying. He prayed like He taught His disciples to. Not as I will, but as Your will. According to Your will, O God. So I ask you again, what is the will of God? If you take one thing home today, take the will of God home. I'm going to share with you. Matthew 26, verse 40 goes on, and it says, Then he came to the disciples and found them. Oh, he taught them to pray, and now they're sleeping. Huh? Who's ever been in that position? All the time. Huh? <laughs> I've been the sleeping one, that's what I mean. No. <laughs> you want to pray, you want to stay up, you want to fight for God, you want to, and then, like, or you want others to do with you, and then they're just not there. And he said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation what was the lord's prayer he was praying against temptation protecting us from whom the evil one he was teaching them to fight this battle in the garden of gethsemane watch and pray lest you enter into temptation why the spirit indeed is willing what is willing that, that rings a bell in terms of god's will so god's will is Spiritual. You, I see a few more smiles. Sure. God's will is spiritual. He says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Verse 42. Again, a second time he went away and prayed, saying, Oh my Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, 
your will be done. Your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. We had a, a campus pastor's meeting this week, and um, Chart said his oldest daughter, he said he, he, he will be online, but the camera might be off, because the old, his oldest daughter, she, she refuses to close her eyes. She waits for them to fall closed. I mean, that's what the disciples here were happening. They were, they were trying. If they had matches, they'll probably put them in their eyes, because, I mean, you really want to pray with Jesus, but they were just so tired. Because why? They were in the flesh. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He said to them again, a third time, saying what? So he left them and went away again. And he prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. So what is the will of God? I think it's evident that the will of God is something to do with the redemptive work of Christ and the cross. Because that's where he's praying, God, God let your will be done. Nowhere else, except for when he teaches them to pray, does we, do we have captured words of Jesus praying, God, your will be done. He prays thankfulness. He thanks God for the food before he multiplies the bread and the fish. Um, but the will of God, I want to show you really, is something very, very specific. 1 Timothy 2, verse 3 and 4 says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved. So what's the will of God? That all be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. There's the will of God. God, let your will be done. So God's will has come to pass, but now the word says, you are now the ambassadors of God, crying out, be reconciled to God, 2 Corinthians 5. Be reconciled to God. So what is the will of God? That no one goes to be perished, but that all come to repentance and to the knowledge of the truth. God who will, there's the will. Second Peter 3, 9 confirms this. It says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing. Not willing. So the will of God is not that anyone should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God has a will, and the will is repentance. The will is salvation. The will is reconciliation. That's the will of God. So when Jesus prays, let this cup pass from me, but if it cannot, then I will drink it, because your will, God, must come to pass. And what is the will of God? No more separation between God and man. That is the will of God. Not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. What is repentance? Not confession. Repentance is changing your thinking. Even the Afrikaans word, bekeren, it means to change your thinking. To live away from the flesh and into the spirit. To live according to what is available, which is Christ. The payment, the redemption, the spirit now living in you. Why? Because that was forever the will of God. John 1 says, in the beginning was what? The word. And the word was with God and the word was God. What is the word? It's the promise. It's the message. It's the promise. It's the covenant of salvation. Now that covenant manifests in the flesh, which is Jesus. Why? To take what was promised to bring substance and fulfillment. 
the Word was from the beginning. The promise is who God is. It's what He created us to be. It's from the foundation of the earth. It's been like that forever and always. It is with God. It is who He is. But now Jesus came to manifest that in us. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I ask you again, what is the will of God? I believe God's will is reconciliation with humanity. It is His Spirit living in us and living through us. And that was only made possible through the redemptive work of Christ. Nothing more and nothing less. Now, I'm not saying don't make good decisions. I'm not saying don't include God in your decisions. I'm not saying go and marry anyone. I'm not saying like buy the house you can't afford. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not negating the will of God. I'm just saying maybe we made it something more than... than actually, what we did then is we made it less than what it is. I just want to be in the will of God. Okay, share the gospel. Then you're in the word of God. What is the will of God? That all be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So you want to be in the will of God... There you go. Share the gospel. Disciple people. Sure, it makes it so easy. Where should I do it? Well, go into all the world. And do what? Make every creature my disciple. Where should I go, Lord? Come on. You see, we, 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 we're looking for reasons to wait. I want to be sure, Lord. I want to move out of your will. Britiakens, yeah. This is a sign. You were praying for a sign. You're praying for a word. You got it today. We have to assume a green light because Jesus said go. You look in the book of Acts. They were always going until the Holy Spirit stopped them. They weren't waiting for the sign to go. They were going and then the Holy Spirit said wait, halt, stop, not now, later. You see the world is dying because Christians are praying for God's will. Not my will, but your will. What is your will, O Lord? Well, that no one perish and everyone come to repentance and to the knowledge of the truth. I mean, I like worship. I love it. But I'd much rather take us as a team and go and minister to people on the streets that spend hours in worship practice. Because God's will is that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. What is the will of God? It's easy. Because the will of God is who Jesus is and what He came to do. Let me help you a little bit more. Hebrews 10 and verse 7. This is going to bless you. It says, Then He said, Who is He? Jesus. Behold, I have come in the volume of the book it is written of me, according to the prophecies, that's what He's saying, to do what? Your will. Whose will? God's will. What was the prayer? Lord, let Your will be done. Jesus did it. You don't have to. Who did did God's will? Now we get to manifest the will of God. If you're an ambassador, you're not president. Okay? Let's get that straight. You are proclaiming the message that you get from the head office. From the one in charge. From the king. So now, 2 Corinthians says, you are ambassadors for Christ. And what do you do? You are crying, you are pleading with people. What are you crying and pleading with them? Please come to church. No, no, no. Be reconciled to God. 
And I believe if you're reconciled to God, you will want to come to church because this is where we celebrate this, the oneness, what we have. This is where we celebrate the victory. This is where we celebrate the fact that the will of God has come to pass. And now we take it out as ambassadors because God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Therefore, the price was paid, the work is finished, redemption is freely available, and that is the message which we now proclaim in the world. And where should we do it? Everywhere. Jesus, before He um, ascends, what does He say? He says, All power, where? This is good. In heaven and on earth. Lord, Your will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. But now Jesus says, I came from heaven and I've taken now all power here. So, as it is in heaven, so now is it on earth. Now what does He say then? He says, now therefore... Go. Therefore, go. Not therefore pray. Therefore, go. Why? Because as it is in heaven has now been as it is on earth. You see, we're going to get a wake-up call one day when, when we think heaven comes and we realize heaven is inside of us. Heaven is where God abides, isn't it? And I don't know, but the last time I read the word, it says He abided in me. Ephesians 2, 6 says that you are seated in Christ, where in heavenly places. As it is on earth, so let it be. I'm not saying stop manifesting heaven. I'm thinking let's do more of it. Because that is the will of God. Not that any should perish, but that all come to repentance and to the full knowledge of the truth. So Hebrews 10, Jesus says, or they're speaking about Jesus, He says, I came, as the prophecies told me, to do what? Your will, O God. Verse 8, previously saying, sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings and offerings for sin, you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. Then he said, behold, look, behold, wake up, see. That's what he's saying here. Not just read on and oh, let's get through Hebrews 10. Look at what has happened. He says, I have come to do your will, O God. Who's come to do His will? Jesus came to do whose will? God's will. So what do we pray? God, help us to live out what Jesus came to give. The fulfillment of your will, which is salvation, which is now freely available. Lord, show me who's ready today. Lord, open blind eyes. Lord, help us to see who's the person of peace who's going to open doors for us, who's going to gain influence. Lord, where can I go and share? And then usually as we pray, we pass five or ten people and we don't share with any one of them. Myself included. Who's the one? Every creature is the one. Your will, O God. What is the will of God? He takes away the first that He may establish the second. It is finished was the last words. Why? Because He came to do the will. He came to bring us together. The cherry on top is verse 10. By that will. This blessed me so much. How have you been sanctified? By the will of God. What is the will of God? The offering of the body of Christ once for all. You see, I told you, just hang in there because... The word explains itself. 
Remember I said pray, pray as much as you can. But we don't pray vain repetitions. We don't pray for things that's already happened. We don't pray for things that's fulfilled. We don't pray for the outpouring of the Spirit when it's poured out. We pray according to the new covenant realities and then we pray according to the Spirit's leading. So if the Spirit leads you, how can you pray for the Spirit to, to come if He's already leading you? The will of God is that none should perish, yes. The will of God is that all come to the full knowledge of the truth, yes. And I believe by sharing with you this morning, I'm fulfilling the will of God if you agree and can get to what I'm sharing with you as the truth. Because God wants you to come to the full knowledge of the truth. Why? Because therein is fruitfulness. And now we can go out and we can pray powerful prayers. We can pray intimate prayers. We can live purposeful. We can live a go life, a yes Lord life. Because we know the will of God. It is fulfilled in the one offering for all sins, for everyone, forever. And that is the message. What was promised has now been manifested. Therefore, go out into all the world and share what? The gospel. It doesn't say speak to everyone. Share the gospel. You can be nice to the petrol attendant and it's not going to help them anything. They're going to smile and they're going to think, okay, everyone is not nasty. Maybe you, you help them with that. But what is the eternal deposit, the investment that you're making when we encounter people? People cannot get saved unless they encounter and receive the incorruptible seed, the word, the gospel, the message of God's will that is done. But guess what? God's will now is that everyone hears the message so that they all come to repentance and so that they come to the full knowledge of the truth. That is what we can pray. Lord, help us. Lord, send us. Jesus said, pray for the Lord of the harvest because the harvest is, is ready. Plentiful, it's ready, it's, it's ready to be harvested. That is good prayer. Because God's will has been manifested, fulfilled in Christ, but now we need to spread the news, if you will. Because God has now opened the doors, why? Through the body which is the flesh, that is the veil that was torn out, so the Holy of Holies is open and freely accessible. But people don't know it. God has moved. I don't know about you, but He says... Jesus came. He moved from heaven to earth. Came and lived in a body. God moved. No, He's moved. He's even poured out His Spirit. So you want to move of God, start moving. Because where's God? If you're a believer, He's in you. So the, one, the moment you move, God moves. We can't pray for revival. But we can cause revival. Because that is the will of God. Be ambassadors. You see, Matthew 3 verse 2 says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does it mean? Think differently. Reconsider. And that's what I'm challenging you with this morning. Reconsider a few things that you've believed or prayers that you've prayed. I'm not saying take it, look, line and sinker. I'm saying reconsider. The will of God is our sanctification, which leads to justification of the very life of God, which dwells in Christ. So we change our minds and we change it for the better. The will of God is clear. It is not mysterious. The will of God is reconciliation between Him, between us, between heaven and earth, 
in Christ we are now seated in heavenly places. God's will come to pass when we believe. Wow, that's beautiful. God's will comes to pass when we what? When we believe. And when we share with others and they believe. When we enter into heaven through the born from above experience, that is the will of God. We no longer leave God's will up to us, including let your will be done in our prayers. No, we get to manifest the will of God through the sharing of the gospel, the good news of our salvation. So what is a good prayer? God, help me to manifest your will. God, help me to live out your kingdom. God, help me to work out the salvation that is inside of me, which is the essence, the Holy Spirit, the power, the glory, the kingdom. You know, at the end there it says, for yours is the power, the glory, and the kingdom forever. Amen. The word power there is dunamis. If you read Acts 1.8, the dunamis is not only with God anymore. The dunamis has been poured out. He shared what is His. He shared it with us and the Spirit. The glory is the Spirit. The power is the Spirit. Now we get to manifest the will of God. We get to share the good news. How? Through reaching the lost, because it is our Father's will that no one should perish. Jesus said, I'm about my Father's business. We get to be too. What is the Father about? He's about searching and saving the lost. And then what do we do? If we find them, we disciple them. We disciple the found because our Father's will is that everyone come to the full knowledge of the truth. This church is built on three things. We reach out, we evangelize with the gospel. We disciple the found and we bring them into community which yourselves are a part of and this community is on a mission to reach out, to disciple, to become part of. To reach out, to disciple, to become part of. What is a disciple? A disciple is someone who is receiving. So if you're making disciples, you should also be receiving. And then when you really have a disciple, when they start making disciples. And that's the key. Warren Buffett said... Uh, um, Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Well, discipleship is, is the wonder because each one reaches one and that one reaches another one and it reaches another one. Then We've done the math, we've shared it and we'll share it again soon in um, School of the Believer but it's actually very easy to reach the whole world if we do it God's way. If we do it by reaching the lost and discipling the found, bringing them into community, and taking a step at a time. Now, I'm closing off with 2 Timothy 1. 2 Timothy 1, Paul writes to a disciple. The apostle who used to be Saul is now Paul. And that's what they're teaching in Kate's church this morning. How did Saul become Paul? So Saul became Paul. The big one became the little one. But he says, Paul, an apostle. What is an apostle? Oh, someone with a title and a nice Facebook page. No, an apostle is a sent out messenger. That's what an apostle is. I am the messenger of whom? I'm the messenger of Jesus Christ. Why? By the will of God. You see, there it is. It's not God's will that Paul now found his calling and he's now carrying this badge as an apostle and no one else found their calling because Paul is this great apostle. No, God is, it's God's will that they be apostles. That there be messengers, that people are going out. Why? Because there is good news. Because the war is done, the battle is finished, God's will has come to pass, and now God is willing that everyone know it. 
So Paul is an apostle. He's a messenger. Why? Because there's a message. And what is the message? It's the message of victory. It's the message of a finished work. It's the message of sanctification, justification. It's the message of the kingdom, the glory, and the power of God. And with that, he's taken up the baton and he's running with it. Why? Because of Christ Jesus. And that is the will of God, that there would be a message, that there would be news. You see, when Jesus taught them to pray, there was a promise. But now we look back and there's news. We're not carriers of the promise. The promise has been poured out. It's the Holy Spirit. Go read Galatians 3. But now we are carriers of a message. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. The message. Not the promise. The news. So Charles Leclerc is pole position tonight in Miami. Formula One, if you know. That's news. Why? It's not a promise. Because that is what happened when qualification. What we carry is not a promise anymore. It is news of what has happened. You can't wait for God to manifest promises in your life. Because there's a promise which was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit which happened at Pentecost. I'm holding on to the promises of God. Really? Hold on to the Spirit, that's good. Because you are now one with Him. And now live out that kingdom reality. And let's make on earth as it is in heaven. But God's not going to do it. Let's rephrase. God's not going to do it alone. God is going to do it in us and through us. Our Father which art in heaven, it's not a distant anything anymore because I'm not there with Him. Hallowed be Thy name. Amen. What does Revelation say? The creatures full of eyes say, Holy, 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 holy be your name. Thy kingdom has come. What was John's message? The kingdom is about to break through. Jesus stands before Pilate and he says, My kingdom is not of this world. And Pilate believes him. The Jews did and Pilate did. He didn't feel threatened. He wanted to set him free. But that's not the message. The message is it's come to fulfillment. Listen to this. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life. What is the promise of life? It's the outpouring of the Spirit, according to Romans 5. And where do we find it? It is in Jesus Christ. There's the Gospel in an introductory verse. There's the Bible summarized in one verse. There's the will of God explained in one verse. I'm challenging myself every week to simplify something for you. Honestly, that's been my heart throughout this year and I think we're on a good track Lord your will be done so let's go let's go now let's go tomorrow let's go Tuesday Wednesday Thursday let's come back next week if you think about it unless there's someone who's not saved here then God's will can only partially come to pass because then we're not bringing people to to salvation, but at least we're taking you into the fullness of the truth. So we are still part of the will of God. Amen. But now let's go out and be equipped as messengers 
as missionaries. People ask me, what do you do in Stellenbosch? I'm a missionary here. Honestly, that's what I'm doing here. I'm working here. I'm pastoring here. I'm on mission here. That is, that's our identity. That's what we celebrate. Because 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 18 says, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us this ministry of reconciliation. You see, the word ministry messes us up. You and I are just waiters. The meal's been prepared. We are, we are servants. The Afrikaans is bedin. You and I, we are the waiters. And we are bringing the roasted lamb to hungry people. That's it. God's will is not that you roast the lamb or that you add your flavor. No, it's that you take the lamb that was roasted and that you present it to hungry people. I was listening to a song on the way here this morning and I'm always very critical. And the song was, I thirst for you, O Lord. I was like, that sounds so good, but it's so wrong. Because Jesus said, all who come to me and drink will never thirst again. So as a Christian, you should not be singing that. But yes, there is a dry and desert place. And yes, there is a thirsty world. And we are carriers of the water of life. And the will of God is that none perish. That none are thirsty. That none go hungry. Yes. So let's join in our Father's business. Let's live according to the will of God. Let's share the gospel of our salvation. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.